Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Our topic for this month actually is take courage overcomer. And I just want you to lay hands on your heart for a moment and just let's just pause for a moment and just speak to yourself. Take courage overcomer. Take courage, overcomer. It's a beautiful truth to just begin, um, just, just actually to begin with. Now, if you're following, we're doing these series. So, so this month has four on this same topic. So, you know, we're gathering steam here. We're building on what's been done before. And, uh, and so if you didn't listen to Jonathan last week, it's on YouTube. You can go back. It's on Facebook, I believe, as well. So you can go back and you can listen. But... Whenever we're going to preach uh, here at Catch the Fire, you get sent this form, and the form has many questions on it. And usually I write back to Jojo, and I'm like, I have no idea yet. I I don't know what I'm going to say, because I have to be under a little bit of pressure before the juices of the Holy Spirit start um, really moving in me for what I'm going to say. So I think the poor guy, I think I filled out that form three times uh, before... Well, I submitted it each time, so he's got an abundance of information that he probably doesn't need. But the first sentence is the thing that never changed, and and that that first question is, what's the most important thing about this, this Sunday? And the most important thing is that he is here. The most important thing is that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are here, and that never changes and that's always going to be the goal and always has to um, keep central and so I thought what better way than to bring somebody to tell you an incredible testimony I don't know if you guys know but guys across the parking lot here we have the school ministry that is having a mini revival on its own guys this is the first um, school that we have started under complete lockdown Um, so the other one's moved into lockdown, which is a little bit different. This one started in lockdown. And so it's a, a small school of, of hungry people who are going for God. And, and what is happening over there is absolutely beautiful. So I can't wait to look back in this video in five years and go, oh my goodness, remember when we used to be in lockdown in Ontario and we were pulling our hair out about it? But Look at what the Lord did. So I want to introduce to you today Asia. She is um, one of our current students at the School of Ministry, and she has a beautiful testimony to tell you. Asia. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, like Kathy said, my name is Asia, and I do attend School of Ministry. And this morning, I would like to share a testimony that completely changed my mindset and completely changed the way I view God. And this morning, before I start, I just feel like God is saying that he just wants each and every one of you to open up your heart and expect the impossible to become possible. So... So it was week eight of School of Ministry, and this week was called Holy Spirit Week. And 
So um, the morning of Wednesday, one of our pastoral leader, leaders, his name is Curtis, he introduced us into the morning and he said to us that he felt like God was going to pour an anointing of tongues, of interpreting tongues in each and every one of us. And when he said that, he said that he wanted us to soak in God's presence and then come to the front when we feel like God interpreted the tongues. So first, um, one of two of my classmates up went, went up before me. One was Corey and one was my roommate, Nomi. And after they went up, I felt like God was telling me to go up to the front and interpret what he was saying. And I felt like God was saying that he just wanted to pour love, peace, and joy over everyone. And then I went back to my seat. And as soon as I went back to my seat, I just felt the presence of God just hit me so hard. And, and I heard God say to me that he was going to give me new tongues. So I said, okay. And I just started speaking. And when I started speaking, all of a sudden I started speaking this different language. And I spoke to God and I said, God, what am I speaking? And he, he said to me and he said, we just created a love language. So after he said that, he spoke to me and he said, I want you to go up to the front and I want you to tell everyone that I want to have a personal love language with them. So I did. I went up to the front and I said that and I spoke that over everyone. And as soon as I went back to my seat, I just, I could not stop speaking in tongues. I just kept speaking in tongues. I kept walking around the room. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I just entered the spiritual realm and I was actually fighting demons. And I, angels, angels were all around me and I saw three seraphims with me, walking with me, one in front of me and two beside me. And if you don't know what seraphims look like, seraphims are huge angels and they have four sets of wings. And I felt them protecting me and covering me and worshiping with me and singing with me and speaking with me. And then I went back and I fell to my knees as the presence of God was so heavy on me. And I closed my eyes and I saw these two hands in front of me and they were like big chunky dad hands. <laughs> and they looked like they looked ancient and golden. And all I heard was, Asia, come with me. And I took his hands and I went with him. And I entered this place and when I opened my eyes, I just saw this light and it was like 
so beautiful, it was so glorious. And when I looked around and I looked at the ground, I saw a gold pathway. And when I was walking on the pathway, there was honey stuck to my feet. But the honey wasn't sticky. It was, it, it would drip off of my feet. And there was water all over the floor. And the water was so peaceful and soothing. And I don't know how to fully explain this to you, but I entered the throne room of heaven. And when I looked forward, it, it was hard for me to look up because of the glory and all of the power and God's presence. It was just so heavy in the room. But I saw God and I saw Jesus and I saw the Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna try my best to explain them. But when I saw God, he, he looked like this ancient, beautiful sculpture. And he was golden. And I couldn't see his face, but I saw his, his body and his figure. And he was sitting on this throne. And he looked like he just ran things, you know? And, and then when I looked over to my right, I saw Jesus and his face was on fire, but the fire wasn't, it didn't look like fire. It was the colors of the rainbow and the way it covered his face, it was moving so smoothly, combining each color together all over his face. And his hair was white and curly and long. And he was wearing this white robe. And then I looked over to my left and I see Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit was so beautiful. He's shaped like us, he's, he's shaped like a human, but he doesn't have a face. He, yeah, like he's just, he was perfection, perfect. The way his presence just filled all the peace and the love was just overwhelming. But the overwhelming feeling was just peace. It was nothing else. It was just an overwhelming sense of peace. Hold you there, guys. You can feel the Holy Spirit up here reverberating off of her encounter. If she has spoken something that you want, I want you to stand up, whether you're here or at home in Asia. I just want you to pray yeah. and push that out and let's go. Yeah. I just feel like I want to remind each and every one of you that you are worthy enough and that you can encounter God the same way that I did because you don't need to be professional. You don't need to be standing up on this stage. You don't need to have a label on you because you are his beloved and that already makes you enough. That's right. He created you and that already makes you enough. 
So God, I ask you that you would just pour your love and your peace and your joy on each and every one of your children standing here and online because God can hit the online too. And God, I just ask you that you would just, you would just keep pouring on each and every one of them and show them that they are enough, that you are enough. You are enough to have an amazing experience with God, such a personal experience. You are enough. Amen. I love it. Let's give her a huge round of applause. <laughs> Guys, the, and you, you can have a seat here. You can have a seat at home. You know, the thing that um, Asia did not tell you in her story is she, she ran into a little bit of a bump, um, you know, six months ago and when she hit that bump I remember I remember she and I had a great chat and a hard chat but good chat and and she we talked about there's two ways you can go you can go into bitterness and you know I walk away from God or I walk into God and I uh this school Asia told me she said you know when I came to school the first time I came for friends and this time I came for God and those words guys that's what I live for. That's what I do my job for. It's, and, and if I thought about, you know, who are my heroes in life? Is it presidents? Is it the, is it the queen? No, it's, it's you. It's, it's these guys that are courageous and overcomers. And I can tell you the story's not over, but you've overcome. And I'm super proud of you. So big love. Thank you so much for being brave. So guys... That's, that's, that's kind of like a live demonstration, and yeah, you can hand the mic back to someone, of, of the topic this morning. But, you know, where we jumped off from where, where Jonathan was, he, he started in, uh, in Joshua 1. And, you know, there's that phrase that's repeated over and over again that says, Joshua, be brave and courageous. And guys, when you read that story, doesn't something in you leap and you go, I'm going to be brave and courageous too. It's, a, it's, like, it's like a call, the story in the Bible is, is a call to our hearts that, that makes us want to stand up and be brave. Wave at me if you're like, yes, when I read that, that's what it does to me. Um, I think that you know, when, whenever you study the Bible to, there, there's a difference. There's a difference when we read the Bible and when we study the Bible to speak. When you study it to speak, you start to realize all these things that you before just, um, you know, just passed over. And, and I, I want to start there. This is a story that is being written and the best stories are the stories that pull us in. They pull us in to want to participate and to want to be like the person and move like the person and have faith like the person. So, you know, there's no better story that I can think of um, than Joshua. So when this was, when this topic was given to me, I started reading and everything inside of me uh, just leapt. I want, we're going to jump so Jonathan was at one and two. We're going to jump to chapter four. And in chapter four, we're in the middle of the story, guys. We, we're, we're not at the end. We're not at the beginning. So when you see where, where we arrive at this point is they are right in the middle of the Jordan, right in the middle of crossing over um, the sea. And what's, what's so fascinating is that in the middle 
There's all these things happening. Okay, the middle is not to be ignored. Do you know what comes after this chapter four or five? Jericho, right? So sometimes we just leap from here to here. But in the middle of the story, I want to tell you there's some very, very important things happening. And one of, one of the things that you notice in this scripture, and we're going to read it in a little bit, but I want to give you a heads up, is that there's all these repetitions now, it was very funny because I was, you know, mulling this over and talking to Gordon about it. And as I was saying, there was this repetition and this and this, his face just like burst into a beam. And he's like, this makes me so happy when you're noticing repetitions. And I was like, oh, I've been coached by him for 30 odd years and I'm finally getting it. But I want, I want you to notice some of the repetitions as we read them. Number one. Joshua and Moses were both concerned about their leadership ability. Jonathan spoke about that last week. I mean, we look at them and we go, these guys are legends. They are still concerned about their leadership ability. Guys, if you had a meal with Steve and Sandra or had any conversation, you would hear in them sometimes. They're like, oh my goodness, are we cut out for the task that we've been given? It's, it's a normal and real feeling um, in leadership. But here's these two legends that were concerned about it. Another repetition is this phrase, be bold and courageous. We see it over and over. We see it over and over. And Joshua, we see it in Deuteronomy. It is repeated over and over again. And it's interesting because when... When, um, do, you, do you remember how Jonathan, you know, I listened to his sermon three times. If you listen once, it was good, Jonathan. That was good. But the second time, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good. Third time, oh my goodness. So don't be afraid to re-listen to things to, to really catch what's going on. But he spoke about how we can't read the, a, a story just in its little entity. We have to look further than that. If you go back to when the Israelites were crossing at the Red Sea, they were not quite there yet. Do you remember Pharaoh changed his mind? Suddenly he's like, let's get all our army and let's go chase after them. And the Israelites were at the Red Sea, but it had not parted yet. And they saw the, you know, smoke and hoof prints coming at them from, from the Egyptians. And Moses turns to them. This is in Exodus 14, 13. He says, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. So you have this concept repeated. Okay, we have two partings of the seas. Did you realize that? Have you paid attention to that? There was the parting of the Red Sea, and now there's the parting of the, of the Jordan. Why would God do that? Why would he make two partings? Why would he be saying, be, be bold and courageous over and over again? Then in the text, it says, choose 12. Joshua's told, choose 12 and pick up 12 stones. Why 12? 12 is over and over. It's in, it's in the, you know, the tribes of Israel all the way to Jesus picks 12. And, and I said to, I said to Gordon, you know, he's, he's my, He's the guy I bounce everything off. But I said, you know, is this like a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do? And Gordon said, well, maybe Jesus is going backwards to this and trying to make a point about something. So that's good to think about. The other reputation is the fear of the Lord. So the Lord, when enemies, when the enemies recognize the Lord is part of something, they have fear. And every time it says, not only did they have fear, but they lost their courage. 
those two things are tied together, fear and the loss of courage. Then there was circumcision that was repeated again. Then they're standing on holy ground. You know, Moses, when the Lord appeared before him, he, he, he said, you're standing on holy, holy ground. Take your shoes off, go low. Here in Joshua 5, when Joshua, when the angel of the Lord appears, the first thing Joshua does is he hits the ground because he recognizes, oh my goodness, I'm on holy ground. So why are these repetitions here? I have no idea. All I do know is it's really important to, it's like a pause. It's like a big, it's more than a pause. It's like a big exclamation mark. God is wanting us to stop and pay attention to something that's happening here. This is not a random story. This is not part two of the Red Sea. This is God saying, stop and pay attention because I'm telling you something here in the middle of the story. Okay, I have two minutes and 45 seconds left. So what do we see in the middle of this story? There's some, there's some very, very important parts of the story that, that God is building. There is a memorial being built. So a memorial, we always think about something to do with death, right? But a memorial is broader than that. It is a remembrance of something. So when when he when Joshua was, was told, get the stones and plant them out here, it was a it was like a marker in the ground. Okay. What happened here was really important. And I want you to remember it. God knows we forget things. He knows we need physical reminders. He knows we need to write things down. He knows that he knows that. So he gives us the information. So my, my first kind of task for you or challenge to you is what are the stones that God has given you? What are those stones that you have stepped on and stepped over and that are behind you that God wants to remind you and me again? Don't forget, this is where I moved in your life because that's part of what builds us to be overcomers. That's part of what will make us realize today, oh my goodness, I'm already an overcomer. Asia is already an overcomer, even though her story has not finished and in some ways is just beginning, okay? What are those memorial stones? The next thing he does in the middle is God uses fear. He uses fear to either draw us closer to him, to hit the ground and realize, oh my goodness, this is a holy moment here and there is a fear and respect of the Lord, or he uses fear to, to make the enemies lose courage, okay? Don't you want that? Isn't it a satisfying feeling when you realize, oh, the enemy realized God is here and the enemy lost all his courage? I love that and I'm waiting for that and I love to feel that. Yes, that actually does, deserves a, a really big clap. The next thing that we see is done in the middle of this story is this powerful verse that I'm sure I've read before, but I just passed right over it. It says, the reproach of Egypt has been rolled away. Like, guys, do you wonder why is it rolled away? 
Do you wonder why it doesn't say it was pushed away or the reproach was no longer or it dropped off? It was rolled away. I'm sure it has some beautiful play on words to the stones being rolled out of the, the Jordan because God uses his words very specifically. But do, what is the reproach of Egypt in this middle part of the story? Remember, they have not got to Jericho yet. They have not even fully entered the promised land. They're just, they're just there at the cusp of it. Joshua's still wondering, can I lead? Can I do this? He has not won the victory or entered into the full promise. And it says at this moment of time, the reproach, the shame of Egypt is rolled away. The, the shame of being captives, the shame of living in Egypt, the shame of what they did in Egypt, the shame of the way they compromised, the, the shame of the way, you know, they lived in the wilderness, grumbling and complaining and questioning God, are you really here? And would it have been better for us to go back into Egypt? The shame and the reproach of Egypt is rolled away. And I just, I just want you to ask yourself for a second, in this season, in this last year, is there any shame sitting on me? Is there any reproach that is knocking at my door? And I just, I just pray today, Father, that that reproach, that shame is rolled off of you. Father, I pray whether you're sitting in this room or you're sitting at home, it just, the weight of it rolls off of you and you feel a lightness and a freedom. This happens in the middle of the story, guys. This is not wasted time. There's a new provision that has given. As soon as they come out, the manna stops and there's a new provision. Does God have a new provision for you today? As we move out of this season of, of lockdown, of COVID, is there a new provision? Sometimes it's uncomfortable because you get used to eating that old thing, but is there something new for you today that the Lord's like, this is your provision. I want you to taste the goodness of the Lord. And the last thing that is learned in this, in this middle ground is that there's a holiness of the Lord present. We've heard that prophesied over this church, that there's a holiness coming. When was the last time you hit the floor as you, as you realize, oh my goodness, there's a holiness here and the Lord is about to speak to me. He's about to, he's about to speak to me about what's next. I feel like the Lord is saying, those promises you've been given, they're coming, but they're over here. Don't rush it. Don't miss this middle section of life where you've been put and where you've been given and what your experiences are and hit the floor because you're about to hear the Lord and you're about to hear what he has to say to you. So Father, oh, can you feel his presence? We just sink back into your holy presence to hear you, to be cleansed of anything in this past year that has happened that has stolen or taken our faith, any way we've succumbed to it, any way we've agreed with it, we repent and we let you wash before we even ask. We let you wash that reproach off. And God, as we hit the floor 
in your holiness, we just say to you, we are ready for your new instructions. We are ready for what you have tomorrow for me and the next day for me and the next day. And today I accept your invitation of courage and that you have labeled me already as an overcomer in the name of Jesus. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.